Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Future is Bilingual podcast. My name is Heather. This will be a quick solo episode as I have some things I'd like to announce on the podcast as I've announced them elsewhere on Instagram and on my new website. So I want to catch everybody up to date on what's happening. Uh, So I had um, the idea of starting a website in order to gain more traffic to the podcast, maybe provide transcripts, which turns out to be a lot of work. And I kind of knew that going in, but with an hour long interview, it's just not possible. So I started this website by accident in near the end of October. Didn't really add too much to it because adding even a transcript for a two minute audio was a lot of work. So I wasn't really sure what I should do with this website, but I was getting a little bit more traffic on the podcast thanks to it. So I'm not taking it down. And recently, I was trying to just post short notes on each episode so that people can at least know what the episodes are about, and then that'll hopefully encourage them to go and listen to the full podcast. So long story short, the other day I posted a blog post on there that I have not talked about on the podcast, and I don't know. I don't really know why I wrote about it before I talked about it. It was just a different way of doing it. So I want to um, tell you guys a little bit about the blog post that I wrote. I'm not going to read the entire thing out to you. Uh, You can go and find it if you would like, but I just want to kind of give you the general gist um, because there is a big message behind it, which is we need to adapt and change when the circumstances call for it. So this episode is about our family language plan for 2021 uh, and beyond and looking back at how it changed over the past year. So My family was using minority language at home as our main method. We all spoke Polish. Uh, Most of the time, my husband and I sometimes would speak English to each other. But to the kids, we 100% always spoke in Polish to them. And that was our method. We wanted the minority language, which in our case is Polish, to be strong because they're growing up in the United States. English is going to be dominant. Um, That was a little bit painful for my family when they don't understand my kids. And with covid Uh, My my daughter has not had much contact with the English-speaking family or the Polish-speaking family, but she's had contact with Polish because we speak it at home. So language policy to now being, how would I call it? Uh, It's still minority language at home, but we rotate days. So I guess it's the time and place method. And if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen this post. I posted it maybe a month ago, uh, how I now follow the schedule, which is Monday, Tuesday, French. Wednesday, Polish, Thursday, Friday, English. I am the stay-at-home parent, and I'm with my kids for 10-plus hours every day by myself. So I have the freedom, and I have the luxury of being home and being able to kind of control those 10 hours. Uh, I'm also the one who speaks French. My husband speaks a little bit. And uh, in the post, I just talk about how this decision to move to Uh, exposing them to three different languages is because we are moving to Canada, hopefully to Quebec, because I'll be studying in Ottawa, which is on the border with Quebec. So my, my children will need French and English. And my son will be four when we move and he might be going into like a pre-K system. And my daughter, I'm, I'm not as worried. I think she'll pick it up because she'll only be two and a half two and nine months. So you can go and read about all of my feelings and things that I wrote down in that blog post. But The main message here is that 
we really just need to adapt to the different circumstances. So the first change for us was obviously COVID hit in March. My kids no longer had exposure to English the way that they used to because they used to see my family. My whole family speaks English. They used to see my friends, my friends that have kids. So there was a lot of English influence just with playdates. And we used to go to library playdates and all sorts of things that were English dominant. None of that is happening anymore. So I knew that I had to, well, I shouldn't say I knew. It took me a long time to realize that I should be bolstering their English because they're not getting it from other people anymore. I didn't have the luxury of depending on others to give my kids their exposure to English any longer. Then we started considering moving to Canada more seriously. I started to apply. Um, and that's when I started to think I should also introduce some French so that they're not completely lost when we arrive. And as a French teacher, I would just feel terrible if I did nothing for a full year while I could have been helping them get some exposure to French. And yeah, I talk a little bit about different techniques and how I've slowly introduced more French um, because they didn't really have any exposure to French other than songs. They had some exposure to English, my son, a lot more than my daughter. So he is much more comfortable in English than French. They're both equally uncomfortable in French, but we're working on it. So I've been using this schedule for a month. It's going really well, actually, and I can see that they're starting to understand more and they're starting to even use the language more with me, which is great. So my son uh, would often, the examples I give in the post, he would often ask, Ue Papa, where's daddy? And he knew that my husband had just gone to work. So this was always in the morning right after their dad left. And I would say, Papa, au travail. And it was just kind of like an agreement with us. Like, okay, you heard me say bonjour and other words to you in French. And now we're kind of like, we're going to speak French. So it was kind of cute that he would often start the day with saying, oui, papa. Um, it was like a comfortable phrase that he had that he knew he could say in French. Um, the other day, he also just told me sale. So he used the word dirty, unprompted. Usually they repeat words after me, but this was all on his own. So that was very exciting to have him communicate with me that the table was dirty. He wanted me to wipe it up. So uh, just little, little wins like that. So you can read all about that there and how we've shifted to using a different schedule because of our needs. So I didn't talk about this yet in the blog. I said, you know, to be continued. Um, I don't want to predict too much what's going to happen once we are in Canada. But depending on our situation, I'm just envisioning far down in the future. If we do move to Quebec and my kids do go to school all in French, I can envision that maybe my husband will be the Polish speaker, I will be the English speaker, and the environment will be French. So I can kind of see that maybe being the case down the road. It really all depends. So we even could be shifting from minority language at home to time and place to maybe an OPAL system. So we will see. But I just, this all came about because I was writing the show notes for episode three, which talks about different ways, different methods, different language plans that you can use to raise your kids bilingually. And there are so many methods people are often surprised because Opal gets a lot of the credit for being the best and the only method. And there's there's definitely more ways to do it. And it doesn't have to be 100% perfect all the time. I think it's okay to shift. It's okay to change. We've all learned that in the past year. 2020 has made us all change our lives drastically. And I just want to put that message out there that it's normal. It's healthy. It can be helpful. So don't just 
you know, choose a method before your kid is born and, and stick to it, you know, stick to your guns because that's what you've decided. You can be more flexible. Uh, if you listen to the interview I did with Carly and Michal, I liked how she said at the end that we're just going to see how it goes. We're going to see how things feel. Does it feel good to speak this language or this language? And to be open to that. So as multilingual speakers, which I'm assuming a lot of you are, you have that that capability to switch if you need to, to switch if the situation requires it. So I just want to invite you to think about that and to not limit yourself by a decision you might have made that's no longer serving you or your family. And I do encourage you to go check out the website. I will leave the link in the show notes and the show description so you can go and click there. So that's all. I'm going to wrap that up for today. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your support. Thank you to everyone who started to do the listener survey. I really appreciate getting that feedback and getting that data so I can see who's listening, where you're listening, where you're tuning in from, just interesting things like that. Everything is optional, so you can skip any questions that you don't feel comfortable answering. Um, Like everything, I will put the links to that as well in the show notes so that you can easily access it. Uh, If you're not following on Instagram, you can follow me there. The future is bilingual. You can always send me an email, tfibpodcast at gmail.com. And the website is also The Future is Bilingual um, on WordPress. So if you type that into Google, it should pop up. But again, I will put the link in the show notes. Thank you guys so much. Um, I appreciate everything. Appreciate all the kind messages. And we will see if you have any Uh, If you have any feedback or opinions, do you prefer blogs? Do you prefer podcast posts? Let me know what your thoughts are. Um, I don't want to publish the same thing too much. That's not the intention. I'm not trying to be repetitive and repeat myself. So let me know if you prefer writing or you prefer audio. And uh, hopefully we'll be back soon with with an episode with Martin.